Well, praise the Lord. Once again, Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege to be able to do that. Praise God. We're so glad that you're connecting with us, whether you're listening, watching. Uh, we just uh, appreciate uh, that you're connecting with us. Praise God. Once again, we're going to go uh, to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 11. Praise God. And we've been talking about not being distracted or driven off course of the simplicity that's in Christ, okay? And so let's look at our key verse, verse 3, please. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3, and it says this, But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, obviously, he's talking to the church at Corinth. He's talking about really just some, some issues, some current concerns he's had about, uh, about them. And so he's kind of comparing it uh, with how the enemy's working in their life, the same way that the enemy uh, in the garden deceived Eve. Let's define a few things again, just uh, for the sake of review here. Uh, the word says that, uh, verse 3 again, that he, um, the serpent deceived Eve. Okay, that word deceived means to seduce wholly, or as a whole, okay, to seduce wholly, to be uh, beguiled, to attract with bait, or to manipulate, okay? So that's exactly what he did to Eve, is he manipulated her, attracted her, so to speak, with bait. She took it hook, line, and sinker, and then, of course, the, the rest is history, you know. So, uh, so the serpent deceived Eve, and it said, by his craftiness, which is important, okay? It just says uh, the word craftiness means trickery, cunning, uh, subtility. Uh, I think I pronounced that right, but it just means deceptive reasoning, okay? or hair splitting, deceptive reasoning, or hair splitting, okay, so, um, you know, really in a sense, that's exactly what he did to Eve, okay, a little bit of hair splitting, he kind of got her off, just kind of manipulated her, a little deceptive reasoning, and pretty soon, he's got her looking another direction, you know, sleight of hand, you know, smoke and mirrors kind of thing, okay, a little bit of hair splitting to get her to look to not be focused on what she should be focused on. Pretty soon, he's got her hook, line, and sinker. So he deceived Eve by his craftiness. And then he says, talking to the Corinthian church, which is obviously talking to you and us too, you and me, uh, just says, uh, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ, so that your minds may be corrupted. In other words, the same way it oper or he did, the enemy did Eve, it's the same way he could do us. But he says, so your minds... May be corrupted. Now, the word mind here is not really talking about the intellect, uh, which is important for today for what we're going to do today, but, uh, but this is really talking about perception or disposition, okay? In other words, posture, purpose, that kind of thing, refers to things like decidiveness, okay? In other words, um, how you decide is based on your, uh, you know, how you're uh, purposed, okay? In other words, your, your perception, okay? So everything comes all out of that perception, okay? That mindset, so to speak, okay? So he says that so your mind, in other words, the perception of your mind uh, may be corrupted, which is just a word that means spoiled, defiled, uh, ruined, tainted, polluted, okay, blemished, okay. And bottom line, when you kind of get into all this, what we've been talking about is really it comes down to this. The enemy does what he can to try to complicate the simplicity of Christ, okay. There's so many things that are just simple, basic things that the enemy tries to get in there through deceptive reasoning, uh, through manipulation, hair splitting, all that kind of stuff, to somehow get you off of just the simplicity that's in Christ. The word simplicity, again, 
uh, means a sense of singleness. So it's talking about the sense of being focused, not all over the map, but kind of more single or focused, okay? Unmixed, which is kind of, uh, you know, uh, definite uh, true there. Uncompounded, untainted, not complex or not complicated. Okay, so that's what this word here means, all right? So uh, what he's trying to do is, uh, the enemy's always trying to somehow complicate things, somehow distract you uh, through some deceptive reasoning, through hair splitting, through manipulation to get you off just some of the simple things. Now, what we have done over the last several weeks uh, with this, we talked about everything from just how good God is. Don't get, don't get off the simplicity of that. God is good. He's good all the time. The enemy's bad, but God is good all the time, praise God. Sometimes if you get off that, pretty soon you're blaming God for things you got no business blaming God for. Uh, we talked about every, uh, that nothing is impossible with God, that all things are possible with God. Amen. That uh, nothing's too hard for God. Amen. Never lose sight of that. Just the simplicity of that. Amen. Always, uh, you know, know that God uh, can turn things around. God can change that. God can fix that. God can uh, do a miracle, a sign, a wonder. Praise God. Creative miracles. Whatever it takes, praise God, to turn something around. Never lose sight of that. And all of his promises, we talked about that. All of his promises are yes and amen. Amen. It's just simple. Amen. If somebody in the book received a promise or somebody you know received a promise from God, you have to understand that God could do that for you. All his promises in him are yes and amen. And there's approximately anywhere from seven to 10,000 promises in the word of God. Amen. So praise God. Amen. Understand the simplicity of that. We talked about moving toward God. Always be moving toward God. Amen. Always be listening. We talked about hearing and following, hearing and obeying. Amen. The importance of that. God many times just gives a simple instruction. Amen. Something simple to do. Just follow it. Praise God. Always move toward him and always be listening. Praise God. Last week we talked about just moving forward in your walk. Don't be distracted by everything. Amen. Don't allow your past to hold you up. Don't allow the fear of what's tomorrow uh, hold you up. Amen. Always be moving forward. Even if you're up against pressure today, understand that, <coughs> excuse me, that many times the only thing that keeps you um, uh, doing and fulfilling the call of God in your life is just the fact that you just kept putting one foot in front of the other. And that's just a simple thing. So there's a lot of things trying to knock you off that. Now, praise God. With that said, we're going to go to the book of Colossians today. All right, the book of Colossians, chapter 3, please. Hallelujah, another simple deal, another, uh, you know, simple principle. So Colossians 3, please. Oh, hallelujah. Colossians 3, and I'm just going to read verses 1 and 2 here. And it says this in verse 1, If then you were raised with Christ, in other words, you've accepted Christ, Seek those things which are above, all right? In other words, align yourself, amen, stay motivated, move forward, and align yourself with those things which are above where Christ is, right? Where Christ is seating uh, right now at the right hand of God, amen? So he's talking about things above, things of the Spirit, things of God, amen? Set your mind, verse 2, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth, praise God. Now, God isn't denying there are things going on on planet Earth. He's just saying, listen, you have to learn how to set your mind on things above because everything in this natural realm tries to get your attention. Everything's screaming uh, for your attention. And there's a fight for your attention. And the enemy is always trying to get you 
get your attention away from the things of God to get it onto something else, all right? And uh, there's a reason for that. Now, let's take a look at some uh, words in here. The word, first off, set your mind, which is a key word here. The word set means literally to aim one's attention or to aim one's affection towards, okay? It means literally to exercise or entertain the mind. It literally means to interest the mind and even uses a word, one of the synonyms for this word is to be mindful, which is probably going to come up also to, uh, before we're done here. All right, set your mind. All right, so it's talking about, uh, you know, your actual, your, 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 your memory, your, your attention, your, uh, you know, your intellect, everything. Set the mind, your thinking capable. Set that now on things above, okay, because you're going to be thinking about something. See, something is going to be drawing your attention, okay, Something is going to try to consume your thoughts. And that's why the scripture is so clear about about keeping every thought captive, right? Okay, because something is always trying to pull on your mind to try to somehow distract you with a thought, all right, to get you off of things above onto things of this earth or of a natural realm. Set your mind on things above. Now, what Paul's bringing out here, in fact, even Paul refers to it in the book of Romans. He brings it out. He calls it the law of the mind, the law of the mind, the principle, uh, the law, okay, of the mind. In other words, there's a certain principle here that's at work, all right? And, And what that is is that attention determines direction. Your attention, what you give your attention to, determines your direction determines where you're headed, which road you're going to get on, so to speak, okay? So your attention determines your direction, all right? And that's the law of the mind. That's why he says you have to set your mind. You do. You know, um, many times I use the, when we talk about the power of your words and your mouth, that uh, we talk about the mouth as being under your jurisdiction. Your mouth is under your authority. You determine what you're going to say. That's, that's up to you, okay? Now, the same thing applies with what you think about, what you meditate on, all right? That's up to you. That's under your jurisdiction. That's, that is part of your authority. You determine what you're going to think about. Now, you know as well as I do that thoughts can come pretty quick, and there can be a bunch of them in a short time. There ain't no doubt about it. And there's a lot of things that pull on us day in and day out. We're not denying any of it, okay? There's some good things, there's some bad things. But the bottom line is, okay, you determine what you're going to sit and chew on, what you're going to meditate on, what you're going to give your attention to every day. All right, you determine that. Uh, I can't determine that for you. You can't determine that for me. But you can determine yourself. Okay, you can take every thought captive, and you can determine what you're going to think about from day to day. All right, now enough said. Let's now go... Let's go to Romans 8, one of my favorite chapters in the book, of course. Romans 8, and we're going to go to, um, let's go to um, verse 5 is what we'll go to. So Romans 8, verse 5, please. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and verse 5. All right. So Paul's talking about setting your mind on things above. Amen. Set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth, okay? Set your mind on things above. And probably could have defined that for you, I guess. Uh, 
That word just refers to upward things, things on the top or higher thoughts, spirit things, God things, God thoughts, okay? So that's kind of what it's referring to. And I, I know that probably everybody listening here or watching probably understands that. But that's what he's referring to, the God thoughts, the higher thoughts, his ways, his thoughts, his word, his principles, his statutes, okay, all that kind of stuff. How he does things, how he, uh, how he is, who he is. You know, these are setting your mind on things above, all right? All right, so praise the Lord. So Romans 8, and let's go to verse 5, kind of saying the same thing, but now maybe just a little bit different twist to it. He says this, For those who live according to the flesh, or the natural, that's what he's referring to here, okay. Okay, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. In other words, where you set your mind determines how you're going to live or what you're going to live according to. In other words, your attention determines your direction, okay? So, okay, so those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit or the higher things, amen, they have set their minds, is what's being implied here, the things of the Spirit. So they've set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Those who live according to the natural set their mind on the things of the natural. Now, I kind of looked up some of these, and uh, according to the flesh is referring to human nature, natural things, um, and it's not just talking about, and this is something that you need to kind of bring, I need to bring up, is that it's not just talking about moral depravity or corruptness or immorality necessarily, okay? Um, sometimes we think about flesh and that's, we instantly go to just the worst thing or the ugliest thing, but, but it's also about the tendencies, okay, that we have to lean on our own strength, our own power, our own natural abilities, See, sometimes everything that's going on may not necessarily be all evil, wicked things, but it's stuff that tries to pull at you to get you to, to, to handle things in your own power, your own ability. And that's what Paul's actually trying to get to here in the book of Romans. He said, listen, lean on the power of God. Lean on the grace of God. Lean on his empowerment, his ability, his strength, praise God, uh, his hand uh, to help you with these things. Stop always looking at it and leaning on everything in the natural and then constantly uh, leaning on your ability. Remember, it's not by your mind. It's not by your strength. It's not by your abilities, but it's by his spirit. In other words, when you lean on him and let him lead, praise God, things work better. So he's just saying here, see, it's going to be dependent on what you set your mind on, what you, uh, what you give your attention to. If your attention is always on the natural things, then you're going to have a tendency to always do things uh, based on natural decision-making. Remember, uh, we found out uh, you know, earlier in, in 2 Corinthians, he talks about, lest your mind be corrupted. Now, that word, of course, was a little different word, but it's referring to your perception gets off okay, of, of just these you know, you know, things that are going around. So pretty soon you're sitting, you're, 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 you put your, your mental, uh, you know, you, you, you're setting your mind on things of a natural realm, pretty soon it changes your perception, and now your decision-making, okay, gets off, okay? All right, so he kind of says that here, okay? So the next verse, he says, to be carnally-minded, verse 6 here, to be carnally-minded is death, but to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. Okay, so let's, let's define that a little bit, okay? So to be carnally-minded, in other words, if your mind is always on the natural realm, it's always on down here all the time, Okay, then it says, you're, you, in a sense, you hop on a road of death, or that word also means ruin or destruction. 
you know, it means uh, limitations, okay? It's a, it's a word that really just bottom line just says this, that if you're going to keep your mind down here all the time, you're going to operate out of a realm of limitations all the time. And its end is not good. Its end is ruin. Its end is destruction. Its end is death. Okay, that's what he's trying to bring out. See, when you're always down here thinking how think you're you're working yourself to the bone, you're you're trying to figure everything out. <clears throat> you're making every decision based on just natural things. All right. And and then and, and some very carnal things can be uh, plugged into here, obviously. But the bottom line is we're called to set our mind on things above. We're called to put our mind in higher things. All right. On things above. And if we will do that, then our perception then begins to modify to that to the point that now our decision-making is going to be based on a realm of possibility rather than a realm of limits, all right? That's why I recommend uh, time in the Word, okay? When you set your mind on things above, part of that's time in the Word, time in His Word, His principles, His statutes, okay? How He sees things, God's thoughts, amen? When you begin to grab hold of that, then you operate out of a realm of possibility, but when it's always based on just natural things, it's a realm of limits. Okay, it, it, it doesn't end good, all right? Somewhere along the line, you're going to come up short, and, and it's not going to be a good, uh, you know, good ending. But it goes on to say, but if, you, if you're spiritually minded, I'm in verse 6 again, you're spiritually minded, it leads to life and peace. Now, these, both, these words here, okay, the word life here is the, is the word zoe, okay, which means absolute life. Uh, without darkness, without curse, without, uh, you know, uh, evil, okay? Uh, so that's a good thing. Zoe life, absolute life, the God life, uh, the abundant life, Jesus called it. Paul called it the God of, uh, the life of God, all right? So uh, it, we're talking about that kind of life, okay? Then he said life and peace. The word peace, okay, uh, means wholeness, completeness, uh, things brought back into order, okay, things, uh, you know, nothing missing, nothing broken, everything working, everything flowing. Uh, the, uh, the Greek word is arena, okay, the Hebrew word for that is shalom, okay, many times we've talked about this, and it just means everything whole and complete, everything working, praise God. So if we remain spiritually minded, we set our mind on things above, now, you see, your perception begins to be modified to a point that now your decision-making is going to be based out of a realm of possibility, all right, which now leads to life and peace. In a sense, you're on a road now of life and peace, whereas the other, with a mind, you know, carnally-minded, fleshly-minded, naturally-minded, okay, just, you know, just minded of, of just what's down here in this realm. Now, again, I'm going to say this. We're not denying the existence of what goes on around your life. We're not denying the fact that you have, uh, you're accountable for things. You have responsibility for certain things. You have family. You got uh, jobs. You got, uh, you, know, ch uh, you know, you serve and you help, hopefully, in, in a local church there. Uh, you know, you're a part of something. You, you got, you know, like I said, you got extended family. You got all kinds of stuff. You got, you know, uh, bills to pay. You got, you know, you're trying to maintain some health. You got, I mean, we can go on and on and on of all the things that go on in our life from day to day. And we're not denying any of that. But what we're saying, if we will begin to set our mind on things above, just the basic principle, set your mind on things above. Put your attention 
on things above, all right? Attention determines direction. So then what happens then, now your perception begins to be modified. You position yourself now for God to do something or God to show you something or God to speak something to you. But either way, what it does, it puts you on a road now of life and peace, all right? And not a road of death, ruin, destruction, despair, limitations, okay, and on it goes. Now, nobody wants to live on that road. Everybody wants to be on the road of life and peace. I don't care who you are, okay? Everybody would rather be on a road of life and peace, all right? Well, he says that the principle, the simple principle of Christ here is you determine where you're going to set your mind. So set your mind, aim your mind, amen, give your attention, entertain your mind with things above, all right? And as you do that, now God helps you with everything in this natural realm. That's kind of how this thing works. Now he goes on in verse 7. I'm still in Romans 8, verse 7 now. He says, because, now get this, because the carnal mind, the natural mind, the fleshly mind, okay, that just thinks about natural things all the time. He says it's enmity against God. Now, I didn't, I'm, I'm not making this up. This is something Paul wrote, and the Word says, you know, this was an inspired Word from God. So the Spirit of God gave this to him to record. And he says that when you're down here thinking down here all the time, that mind now, that that fleshly mind, that, that naturally thinking mind, okay, down here now, wars against God. That word enmity means to fight with, to war against. Literally like it, the picture of it is like, you know, somebody maybe in a fist fight with somebody else, okay? It's at enmity with that individual, okay? Okay, so what it's saying is now when your mind is always down here, now it's fighting against God. Okay, God's wanting to help. But now you're warring against God, fighting against God. And it says it is not subject to the law or the principles of God, is what it means, the ways of God. It's not subject. In other words, it, won't, it can't yield to that, all right, nor indeed can be. Now, I don't know, you know, when I read that, you know, every time I read that, it, it does something in me, okay? I see, the, I see such a, a powerful statement here. When they say that it indeed, it says here, let's read it again. Okay, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. I mean, it literally just says it will never be, you'll never, God has no room to, to work in here. God can't do anything if you're constantly thinking about natural things. Because it's always then about how you're going to handle things, how you're going to fix things, how you're going to take care of this, how you're going to do this. I mean, it's, it's really what happens. Pretty soon now, we've lost sight of a God who's good and good all the time, a God who's here for you, a God who wants to help you, a God that nothing's impossible for. Come on now. A God, praise God, that'll lead you, guide you, direct you. Amen. A God that'll steer you clear of all that mess maybe you're dealing with or whatever pressure you're under. Okay, he just says, listen, if you're down here, I can't work with that. It's hard to lead you, guide you, and direct. It's hard to put you on a life or on a road of life and peace if you're always thinking down here. That's why we want to set our mind, see, set our attention, entertain our mind so that our perception begins now to be wrapped around how he, th how he sees things, how he views things, and how he does things. So now what it is is you're now able to operate out of that realm 
of possibility where nothing's impossible. All right? Whereas if you're down here always thinking natural things, listen, it's just a simple principle. If you're going to think down here all the time, okay, now you're just you're operating out of a realm of limits. And you're always going to be limited on what can be done or how you can do things or finish things or uh, deal with things or overcome things or whatever it is that we're, we're dealing with. All right? So, hallelujah. So, it says, the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God or the principles of God, nor indeed can be, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, years ago, a statement was made by a good friend of mine, and he said this, that you never live beyond your most predominant thoughts. You never live beyond your most predominant thoughts. And I thought, boy, how true that is, okay? So we're not, when we're talking about setting our mind, we're not just talking about a, a casual thought pass through. We're talking about something now, you're, you're, you're setting your mind on something, okay? You, you're now, it's now becoming a predominant way of thinking, okay? And you never live beyond that. So if you go back up here to verse 5, it says that if you're going to live according to the flesh, it's because you now predominantly are taking the thoughts of the things of the flesh. But if you're going to live according to the Spirit, you have to, you know, you have to take upon you predominantly those thoughts above. Set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. Okay, you have to set your mind on things above. Another common uh, verse with this um, is out of Proverbs uh, 23. Hallelujah. Probably uh, Proverbs in itself is probably one of my favorite books. I can many times say that when I go here. But um, <clears throat> Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says, For as a man thinks, or as he thinks in his heart, so is he so he becomes or so he exists now now in context okay he's talking um he's talking about hanging out with uh you know listening to a miser which the word actually uh um you know in, in many of our texts it just uses the word miser but it means a manipulator when you look it up okay and he just says you know he's a manipulator when you're hanging out with a manipulator a manipulator talks a certain way, acts a certain way, because it's, that's what he knows. He manipulates. And then it goes on in this verse, whereas he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. In other words, he's just trying to manipulate somebody. He wants to do something here, do something here, trying to manipulate. Now, I, my message ain't about the manipulator. My message is the fact that as a man thinks, that's, that's, that's who he becomes, that's who he is. Okay, as you sit and you think about it. See, if a man's going to think about all he can think about it is the only way he can make, make it in life is to manipulate to get it. See, in other words, his mind is down here all the time thinking how he can maneuver things, adjust things, change things for his benefit. Okay, then he's always, you know, thinking like a manipulator. Okay, and not realizing that God, amen, is your, can be your provider. God can be the one that can make this work. So he's saying as, as a man thinks... So he becomes. Now, the reason I want to turn to this verse, because this word think in the, in the, in the Hebrew here, okay, uh, this word means uh, to open the door or the gate to or to act as a gatekeeper. Okay, it's just another way to say when we're talking about setting our mind on something, what it's referring to is literally you entertain or you open, in a sense, open a gate or a doorway to let something in. When you're, when you're meditating on something, that's what you're doing. You're like opening the gate to let something in. Now, you determine 
what you're going to open the gate to. You're the gatekeeper, so to speak, okay? You're the one that has dominion and authority on what you let in, all right? Just another way of saying it, but I thought it was interesting that, he, that they use this kind of a word here uh, in Proverbs, okay, that, you know, as a man think, as a man opens the gate to, that's so he becomes, so he is, or so he exists, okay? It's saying really the same thing that Paul was saying uh, in, in Romans 8, that it, you live according to what you set your mind on, okay? What you open your mind to uh, on a predominant basis, okay, you're doing it regularly. What happens is now you begin to live according to that. That's how you begin to operate. You now put yourself either on a road of death, ruin, destruction, limits, or on a road of life and peace, uh, a ro- uh, really a road without limits, amen, uh, a realm without limits, amen. So anyway, uh, just, just another way to say what we've been saying. Another text is pretty good, uh, Isaiah. If we go to Isaiah chapter 26, please. <clears throat> Isaiah 26. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26. And I'm going to go to verse 3. thought this was good. Amen. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. He says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. All right? I mean, it just makes sense. If you actually trust in God, then why not set your mind on things above? Why not keep your mind stayed on him? And he says if you will do that, it will keep you in a place of perfect peace. Now, this, when you look this up in Hebrew, it literally just says shalom, shalom. That's what it says, okay? Which, in a sense, is, well, not in a, it actually is a way that many people in certain parts of the world, that's how they greet each other every day, shalom, shalom. And usually they answer shalom, shalom. Uh, you know, in my, my culture... Uh, you know, most of the time everybody says, how you doing? And, uh, you know, that could be, uh, you know, a good question to ask. That could be a dangerous question to ask, right? I mean, because you're asking how you doing, and somebody might actually tell you how they're doing, all right? They may not, and it may not be good. Now, not that we're trying to be uh, rude here. That's not what we're trying to do here. But we're just saying in our culture, that's kind of how we do things. We, we ask how they're doing, and then they respond. And they could be say they're doing great, or they could be saying, you know, it's been a horrible day or whatever. Okay, but in certain parts of the country, or certain parts of the world, pardon me, um, they, don't, they don't ask how you're doing. Okay, they tell you how you're doing. And to me, it's so powerful, and that's what they do. They say, shalom, shalom. In other words, they say, perfect peace to you. Everything working, nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything complete and whole in your life. And they turn around and say, shalom, shalom, back. Everything uh, in order, in divine order for you. Everything working good for you. Everything uh, uh, working like it should, whole and complete. Praise God. That's how, they, that's how they greet each other. And to me, I think it's a powerful thing. Probably something we probably all should do. Uh, but the bottom line is, okay, it says here in this text that if you want perfect peace, okay, if you really want to operate in that, then it's by stay, keeping our mind stayed upon him, all right? Keeping a mind stayed upon him, all right? Which is saying, again, the same exact thing we've been talking about, just another way of saying it. Another text I want to go to, and maybe the last one for today, uh, I'm going to go back to Joshua, okay? And what I'm trying to do here today is, is give you just the basic 
simple principle of uh, what you give your attention to determines your direction. Where you set your mind determines how you're going to live, what you're going to live according. Okay, it's up to you. Now, whether we're seeing it in the new covenant or whether we're seeing it in the old covenant, it's the same principle. It's just a simple principle. Where you set your mind determines the direction you're going to go. See, attention determines direction. All right. So Joshua 1, please. Of course, this is, you know, Joshua being instructed after, after Moses is gone. Now, God's instructing uh, Joshua on, you know, his, um, you know, what he's called to do, what he's called uh, to do from here on, his instructions, so to speak. And he kind of ends up bringing out here in verse 8, common verse. I love this verse. He says, this book of the law, or this word, okay, that he's been talking to him about, that, you know, uh, all the things that were said through Moses, okay, this, this word, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, you got to have it coming out your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Now, the word day and night is not talking about when there's sunlight, when there's no sunlight, okay, not that it, it, it wouldn't apply, but the bottom line is what it means when you look at it in the Hebrew, it means in good times and bad times. So regardless of how, whether your day's going right or your day isn't going right, he says here the important thing is to be meditating on this, okay, which is the same word we've been talking about, okay, setting your mind on things above. Keep your mind stayed on things above, all right? Keep your mind on what he says and not what the world's saying or what the circumstances say. Keep your mind stayed on him. That word also, meditate, it also means uh, to literally revolve before the mind's eye. In other words, you take the thought and you take it and you look at it and you meditate. That's what it means. You're literally taking it before your mind's eye, rotating it, looking at it, praise God. In other words, you're setting your mind on that. Amen. It says, that, uh, it says here to meditate on it day and night, that, and it says then that you may observe to do it. In other words, now it changes your perception on how you see things. Your decision-making becomes different. Now you're making decisions of right, uh, right things instead of wrong things, right road instead of wrong road. Come on, somebody, you're turning right instead of left or whatever the, the Lord's talking to you about. Uh, it says uh, that you may observe to do according to all is written in it. For then, now look, get this, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. In other words, you're determining what road you get on, the road of life and peace or the road of of death, ruin, destruction, limits, okay? All right, so you make your way prosperous. That literally means productive, all right? Profitability, okay? Fruitful, gainful, okay? Uh, you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. And literally, that word success means having the desired effect. In other words, the thing you're wanting to happen begins to happen. But let's go back now. Why is that? How is it you got on the right road? Well, one of the main reasons is how you, where you set your mind, what you choose to think about and meditate on. If you set your mind on things above, now you're going to have that, what he says here, you're going to begin to make your way prosperous and have good success because you're on the road of life and peace. You're operating now out of a realm of possibility versus a realm of limits. All right, this is how this thing works, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So set your mind. On things above. Amen. If uh, you think higher, you live higher. If you think blessed, you live blessed. Okay? That's just the way it is. All right? If you think on things above, you operate out of a realm of possibility. 
you think on things beneath, you're, you're automatically living out of a realm of limits. All right? And that's how this thing works. So the simple principle is set your mind on things above. That no matter what's going on down here, if you will learn to set your mind on things above, God helps you with all the things down here. Again, God's not denying the things that are down here. He's just saying there's a better, a better way to live, a higher way to live. Amen. Grab his thoughts. Grab his ways. Amen. Grab his principles. Amen. Set your mind on things above. I hope you got something today, child of God. I'm so glad that you're listening in. Father, I give praise and glory for this people today. Once again, that they had an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and again, that you're opening the eyes of their understanding, that they might be an enlightened praise God, that they might come into the understanding of your ways, your principles, and, and how you do things. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.